So creating those processes early on um, and making sure that they're, they work well, they work efficiently, effectively, um, is an important element of growing your business. What is up, you awesome listeners? Welcome back to the show. In this episode, our Chief Revenue Officer, Jeff Cook, interviews Rob Rosasco, the founder of Sundown Legal Marketing. In this episode, you're going to take away three things. One, how marketing and its perception has changed in the legal community. Two, why law firms shouldn't shy away from social media and how to do it right. And three, the one thing he credits most of his business growth towards. This is uh, Jeff Cook from Zyra Talk. I'm here with Rob, uh, who's the owner of Sundown Legal Marketing. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? Good. Uh, so we want to talk a little bit about the legal industry, and obviously you guys are a digital marketing leader within that category. Um, I guess to first off, tell us a little bit about your story, uh, how you started, when you started, uh, why legal, all that good stuff. Yeah, well, the reason... Um, we got started. I mean, sort of the, the genesis of um, Sundown Legal Marketing is um, a, the, taking advantage of an opportunity, I guess, uh, for lack of a better descriptive phrase. Um, I, I, I've been a sort of a closet entrepreneur for many, many years. But, you know, as with most, um, most entrepreneurs or um, people who want to um, eventually get into starting their own business, um, there's always a reason not to. Um, you get comfortable in a in a job, you know. There, there's money concerns, there's family concerns, um, but I sort of hit the perfect storm um, when uh, LexisNexis. I was a longtime employee of LexisNexis Martindale Hubble. Uh, in fact, I was there for about ten years. Um, and when LexisNexis sold Martindale Hubble to a third party, it presented me with a with a great opportunity. Uh, number one, it put me in a position where I needed to find another. Uh, another professional opportunity, um, but I also, because of a severance package that I was afforded um, when I left uh, or was asked to leave Martindale Hubble, um, I also had the financial resources to be able to do that. And um, six years, six plus years later, um, the business has grown from literally nothing. We had no clients, we had no infrastructure in place um, to uh, a digital full-service full digital marketing marketing agency that has uh, approximately seventy-five clients uh, across the country. Very good, congratulations! Yeah, so tell us a little bit about those seventy-five clients. You know, uh, uh, the, the, the types of clients that you serve. Tell us a little bit about uh, that. Well, and, and actually, in, in asking that question, you just sparked another comment. In, in I guess in response to your initial question, why the legal um, vertical? Um, having worked at LexisNexis, Martindale Hubble, obviously our focus there, considering um, the, the work that LexisNexis does, was on law firms. So it was sort of a natural transition in moving into the legal space. Um, but, you know, we, we're, our 75 clients right now are mostly law firms. We've, over the course of the last year to two, have um, sort of expanded our, our reach to move into other vertical markets. But the lion's share of our clients are uh, law firms. Um, and it, again, the reason we chose that was because of the transition from Martindale Hubble into Sundown Legal Marketing. Um, but we focus our uh, time and attention on um, law firms in varying practice areas. Obviously, our, our, our target market are those that um, invest money into, into internet marketing, like personal injury firms, 
uh, criminal law firms, family law firms, bankruptcy firms. Uh, but we have a number of uh, insurance defense firms, um, those firms that typically don't invest a great deal of money into marketing, but we've built websites for them. Uh, we host their website and perhaps do a little bit of social media work for them. Um, so you know, our, our client base sort of um, runs the gamut in terms of practice areas. But again, our, our sweet spot, uh, injury firms, criminal law firms, family law firms, bankruptcy firms, um, those that invest money into marketing. Sure. So if I'm a PI firm, a family law firm, or you know any of the other practice areas that you, you just described, Let's talk a little bit about the industry and what people should be paying attention to or, or what they shouldn't be paying attention to right now. Well, there's, as I'm sure most know, and Jeff, as I'm sure you know, there are a, a number of different avenues. I mean, internet marketing is sort of a, a blanket phrase that um, encompasses a lot of different areas that, that one can or a firm can invest their, um, their revenues, I mean, sorry, their marketing spend into. Um, you know, we sort of start, we sort of focus our approach on um, building a, a, a good, solid foundation, um, building a, a nice, well-built, robust, quality website, um, one that is not only aesthetically pleasing, but one that meets the guidelines that, that Google lays out in terms of what they're looking for with their algorithm. And then we, we build on that. Um, the, the, the website, again, is that foundation, sort of that, that starting point, um, but we work on um, creating a social um, presence for the firm, um, creating a, a video presence for the firm, um, making sure we update their, their uh, website with content on a regular basis. Um, so we sort of uh, focus on a, a holistic approach when it comes to um, marketing our firms. So, so maybe you can talk to me a little bit about, you know, things that you think, uh, and I know everybody's, you know, specific, but um, pitfalls that, that clients, uh, you know, find themselves in and mistakes that they make. What, if you were a PI firm, uh, a family practice law firm, and you're looking at your overall business or the landscape of the industry or the marketing channels, what are some things that you think, uh, you know, these types of companies should be wary of? And then we'll get into what you think they should be paying attention to from an innovation perspective, like voice search or those types of things. Right. Well, good question. First and foremost, the firms that believe they don't have to invest money in marketing um, are, are making the biggest mistake. Um, I can't tell you, you know, obviously in, in, in my lifetime, I've knocked on a lot of doors, both literally and figuratively speaking. Um, and I can't tell you how many uh, attorneys I've spoken with or law firms I've met with that have shared with me that they feel they don't need to invest money in marketing. Uh, and that's just unbelievably and extremely short-sighted. Um, I, I guess those that do invest their money um, into some sort of internet marketing, um, the, the, the pitfalls, the mistakes that I've seen made is um, focusing on one aspect of internet marketing um, and not um, – not taking that revenue that I'm sorry that uh, marketing spend um, like that revenue on the brain but um, taking that marketing spend and investing it in different types of internet marketing uh, so for instance taking their entire spend and investing it into uh, pay-per-click or paid advertising and paid advertising only um, where paid advertising can certainly generate some excellent returns especially for um, those um, firms that are in um, or, or practice in a particular area where those keywords are very valuable, like 
injury attorneys with car accidents and truck accidents and things of that nature. Um, but paid advertising is really only a piece of the puzzle. Um, if you're not, um, if you don't have a, a good quality website to drive those pay-per-click clients to, um, then you're, you know, you're, you're missing out on a huge part of um, a conversion, that conversion rate. Um, video, um, ha having a program that, that is void of video um, is also a huge mistake, especially when you consider the, the growth that, that video um, enjoys year over year in terms of video consumption online. Um, you know, there are countless estimates, countless reports out there that say that video is going to increase, has increased exponentially over the last several years, and will continue to do that for the foreseeable future. So I guess those few things, one, avoiding marketing, a marketing spend altogether, um, two, um, focusing too much on one aspect of internet marketing, um, and three, what, I guess the one piece I would say that most firms seem to miss out on and need to start paying attention to is, is video. Nice. So, so what would you say to a PI or a, a DUI firm that maybe, you know, they're small to medium, maybe they don't have the domain authority for, you know, uh, to get on the first page of Google, maybe they don't have the budgets on the PPC side to compete with maybe some of the keyword prices that exist in those particular keywords. What's your advice to, to somebody, you know, like that? What are some other channels they can invest in? Video could be one of them. Uh, what are your thoughts for somebody that uh, maybe the strategy isn't necessarily to go after page one of Google? Well, yeah, again, a really good question, one that we ask ourselves and, and I ask our team on a regular basis because, um, you know, that being a small business um, and, and a small business within the legal internet marketing uh, vertical, uh, we have to do just that. We can't, um, you know, necessarily go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the, uh, you know, the Mardell Hubbles and, and the fine laws of the world. Uh, so we need to be creative in terms of um, the, the, the proposals or the, 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 uh, the ideas, the, the business ideas that we put in front of not only our current clients, but also prospective clients. Um, so I, I guess one of the things, again, certainly is being creative in terms of your use of video and not only uh, recorded video, but also live video. Um, also being creative in social media. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of different social media channels as, as those who are uh, internet savvy know. Um, you know, obviously Facebook is the behemoth, um, but there's a lot of different avenues that um, firms, businesses can pursue when it comes to social media and being creative in that area um, is, is certainly something that helps. And Honestly, it's, it's something that most law firms don't take advantage of. They, they, sort, of, they sort of shy away from uh, intelligently and effectively approaching the business applications of social media. Um, and then lastly, I guess it's trying to, trying to take the available budget and looking at within your particular geography and your particular, particular practice area um, where you can be most effective. Uh, because... Uh, it, the, the use of certain tools do matter based on where in the country you're located and what practice area you're in. Um, marketing an injury firm is a little different than marketing a criminal law firm, which is a little different than marketing a family law firm. Um, so where a, a lot of aspects of internet marketing sort of apply across the board, regardless of the type of business or the particular practice area, um, based on geography and your practice area, you may want to focus on one thing more so than another.
Sure. So I'll put you on the spot. I want you to put your Nostradamus hat on uh, and, and make a couple of predictions. So five years from now, you know, what do, what do you think the legal marketing landscape looks like? Um, you know, what do you think it's good from a, either from an innovation perspective, from a channel perspective, uh, from a business practice perspective? Give me some predictions uh, for the next five years. Well, I, I come back to video. Um, I think video is going to continue to, to grow in its importance. And again, just to be clear, not only recorded video, um, which we've, we've found many uses for, um, both in terms of utilizing the website or, or a firm's website, uh, but also placing that video on social media and using it in advertising, uh, paid advertising. Um, so videos, certainly. Uh, but I think live video is also going to play an important role. Um, firms and attorneys that are prepared to um, sort of break out of what the, the, the typical marketing um, constraints are within the legal um, vertical. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that marketing um, a law firm was just simply unacceptable. Um, in fact, it was against uh, you know, many of the ethical guidelines that most state bars had. Um, so, in the grand scheme of things, marketing a law firm is still relatively new. And sadly, most attorneys, most attorneys um, still abide by, at least in terms of um, the, the willingness to be um, creative um, goes, they, they still abide by those, you know, those older philosophies, hence their um, lack of uh, interest in, in growing in social media. Um, so live video and utilizing that in social media, I think, is going to play an important role. Um, and voice search, um, you know, that's something obviously that, um, you know, we're sort of now just wrapping our arms around. Uh, you mentioned it a few minutes ago. Um, but being able to apply the very things that we do every single day in terms of um, marketing, uh, the technical SEO surrounding our the work that we do for our clients, and keeping in mind uh, the, the, the specific or particular um, tasks that we'll need to complete in order to convert um, what we're doing now to effectively work within voice search. Sure. So tell me a little bit about, um, so in a lot of the categories that we serve, you know, home services, legal, medical, uh, one thing that we find the common denominators are it's, it's a, they're, they're antiquated industries, right? There's resistance to change sometimes. Um, they're less informed uh, per se. Tell me a little bit about how you use data. And if you were giving a recommendation or you were running a law firm in those practices, what are the one to two to three KPIs that you would really pay attention to as you're running your business? Well, yeah. And, and again, a really good question, Jeff. Um, we, we, we use data obviously a great deal in, in, in our line of work. Um, and we measure a number of different KPIs. And as a part of our regular reporting to our clients, um, we try to um, humanize that data as best we possibly can. Um, you know, analyzing data for analyzing data's sake obviously is, serves no purpose. Um, but we do the absolute best we can to take that raw data and to convert it into um, a, a usable notion firm can, uh, the firm or the, the, uh, our contacts within the firm, the attorneys, um, can um, use to 
decide to, to make determinations as to what direction they want us to move in. So when we review our quarterly reports with our clients, um, we show them some key data like obviously traffic is, 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 is an extremely important um, KPI. We want to make sure that we're increasing traffic to their site. Um, but we all know that traffic doesn't necessarily uh, convert or convey um, uh, results when it comes to ranking. Um, the site that's getting the most traffic doesn't necessarily always rank at the top of a Google search. And to take that a step further, um, sites that rank at the top of Google searches don't always necessarily convert the most, in our case, prospective clients to actual clients. So again, one of the KPIs we me measure is traffic. Um, so we, we talk with our clients about what we're doing in order to drive more traffic, more eyeballs to, the, to their website. Um, then we're going to talk about um, uh, data statistics like bounce rate and time on site. Um, so we want to show that not only are we driving people to their website, um, we're keeping them on their website longer and um, they're actually diving two and three pages, sometimes four and five pages deep into their website. So we're creating uh, better content and we're adding more content um, so that we can get not only people to their website, uh, but we can also get them to engage with their website, which makes increases the, the likelihood that they'll pick up the phone and call the firm or uh, fill out a contact form and submit that form to the firm. And then lastly, conversions. Um, and that really requires us to partner with um, our firms so that we can make sure that they're keeping track of um, clients and how the client found them. Um, and then we have the ability then to compare data to make sure that the clients we've sent their way um, are actually, or I'm sorry, prospective clients we've sent their, their way did actually convert into actual clients. Sure. So tell me a little bit, so you, had, you kind of detailed it out from a competitive landscape perspective, right? If, if I'm, a, I'm a firm and I'm looking for a marketing services partner, there's some behemoths out there, the Fine Laws, the Martin and Hubbles, there's, you know, there's good and bad to maybe the size of those organizations. You could pinpoint, you know, maybe one or two reasons or differentiators or commonalities to why those 75 plus clients choose to work with your company. What would it be? Again, really, another really good question, Jeff. And those are that you know th th that question sort of hits at, at um, the very reason we exist and um, the, the the very things we try to focus on to make sure we're doing um, we're doing things the right way and we're doing um, things that are in the best interest of our clients. Um, one, I think, first and foremost, is um, we provide a level of service that's unmatched by anyone in our industry that, you know, that, that, that's our, our perception, but uh, most certainly better than, um, you know, the, the Martindale Hubbles and the fine laws of the world. Um, having worked at Martindale Hubble for 10 years, um, I, I, I have an understanding as to, you know, how they do business. Um, and this isn't necessarily a knock on Martindale Hubble, fine law or anyone else, you know, any other companies, um, that, that are similar to them in size and, and scope, uh, size of client base, size of uh, the company in terms of employees or revenue. Um, it's just a, a, a fact. Um, you know, when you have hundreds, sometimes thousands of clients, um, it's difficult, even with the, 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 the most impressive infrastructure, to provide each client with the same level of service. Um, and, and that's one of the things we pride ourselves on. Um, 
you know, we, we want to make sure that whether you're, you know, client number one or client number 75, either in terms of your longevity with us or your, your spend with us, that we're providing you with the same level of service. Um, you know, we want to make sure that when a client places a phone call to, to our office or sends us an email and has a request, they need to get a page of content added to their website or they need to get a profile removed or whatever the case might be, that we address that that, that request, that concern um, immediately, uh, number one, and with a response that we've received the, the request or the, the email or phone call. And number two, um, we want to make sure that we, we, we put that into place as quickly as possible. Um, and thankfully, we've been able to successfully do that over the course of the past six years. Um, and we are constantly getting feedback from our clients that um, you know, life is so much different in working with us than it, than it was dealing with their former vendor, um, whether it be Martindale, Fine Law, or, or, or some other um, digital marketing company. Um, and the reason it's different is because we are there. We, we answer the phone. Um, we do the work necessary. Um, and we're, we're providing them with quality customer service. Um, but also, we provide them with good results as well. Um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, what really, what really uh, solidifies that that vendor client relationship is results uh, so even though we um, want to make sure we provide good good quality customer service if we weren't generating um, business for the firms um, they, they'd be forced to look elsewhere and we would completely understand of course um, so we start with that good quality customer service that's sort of the the, the, the base the foundation of our business uh, but we also put forth the effort, uh, work with the tools, um, keep that forward thinking um, 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 mindset so that we're constantly innovating uh, to make sure we provide our clients with, uh, with results as well. Cool, so we only have a couple more minutes. I wanna focus more on general business uh, philosophies. You're, a, you're an entrepreneur, you've started a successful business. Walk me through you know, maybe just a couple pieces of advice, whether that's process or or culture or vision, uh, you know, what would you, what advice would you give other business owners or aspiring owners either in general or in the legal space? Well, in general, I would say be, be prepared. And I know this sounds cliche, um, but it, it is, it is genuinely true. And it's been my experience. Be prepared to work hard. Um, you know, I went into this with my eyes wide open and, and fully expected to invest um, time, um, blood, sweat, and tears, um, sometimes literally. Um, but e even with that, that mindset, even with that, that understood, um, I still didn't realize just how much time and effort I was going to have to put into um, building a successful company. So be prepared to work hard. Um, also, don't give up. Um, you, you, we all know the statistics. We've all read. We've all heard. Um, the statistics about new businesses, some ungodly percentage, 80, 90% of businesses fail in the first year. Um, don't, don't allow the, 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 your surroundings, your environment, the people around you, the, the business climate, your competitors, don't allow them to get to you, um, you know, to sort of quote um, Jim Valvano, that that's ESPN speech he gave. Um, it just resonates with me every time I talk about this. And that is, again, don't give up. Don't ever give up. Um, and it really holds true as an entrepreneur when you start a business. It's going to seem tough, especially in that first year, 18 months. 
Um, it's going to seem like you're, you're climbing a hill that you just simply can't get over. Uh, but don't give up. Keep your head down. Keep working. Keep doing what you know you can. Um, the very reason you decided to start a business, start a business within the vertical that you're working, is because you, you had a mission, you had a goal. Um, keep working towards that. It, it, it will, you know, eventually, if you work hard enough and you work smart, it will eventually come true. Um, and finally, Jeff, you asked about process. Um, I'm a firm, firm believer in process. Um, and, and we tried early on in, in our company to make sure that we um, created process with virtually everything we did um, from, uh, you know, communication with our clients to communication internally, um, create systems, use third party tools um, to be able to develop those processes. So one, if anything ever happened to, to any of us, myself, uh, the people that I work with, um, that someone else could step in and sort of pick up and continue that process forward, but also so that I could focus, we could focus more time on um, improving the, the product we were delivering, delivering to our clients and or um, increasing our client base um, rather than worrying about the, the underlying systems and whether they were working or not. Uh, you only, there's only so many hours in the day, only so much time you have to invest to certain tasks um, and doing, um, focusing your time on your clients and focusing your time on growing your business with the knowledge that, that your, your underlying systems are working and functioning properly, um, it really helps. So creating those processes early on um, and making sure that they're, they work well, they work efficiently, effectively, um, is an important element of growing your business. Great, Rob. Awesome. Well, that's the uh, that's the the last question I had for you. We appreciate your time. Uh, we know you're a busy guy. Um, thank you for the insight and the value you uh, and your answers on uh, the legal community. And uh, uh, best wishes on continued success. Good deal, Jeff. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And that's a wrap for the episode. I hope your ears enjoyed listening to it as much as I did. I hope you took some nuggets. If you have any advice or feedback, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at philip at Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.